Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I'm back with Vicki Pace. Welcome, Vicki. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I know. Uh, so I always, you know, I start with this. What's awesome? Um, I am getting better. Like, you know, my cold is moving through me and almost gone. Um, uh, it was just family was in town for the holidays and it's a brand new year and I have a lot of fun, interesting things coming to me and that I'm actually like in right now and um, lots of growth and learning happening and and I just found a hundred dollars. Yay! <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So mm-hmm. obviously we're celebrating your success in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first question for you today is what role does celebrating others play in your success? Well, this is a really tangible, immediate example in that we just had a, um, a coach or well, like an enchanted circle coaching call like an hour ago. It started an hour ago. And, um, I, I normally sit and sit and I'm very present with them, but today I was banking on the half an hour before, <laughs> before this call. So I, um, I realized we were going to go over that. So I decided to start my laundry while I was listening and I was, um, stripping the bed and found, and Okay. Uh, blah, blah. The reason uh, celebrating plays into this is because most of those calls are just us celebrating and clapping and laughing and um, saying, yay, a great, good job. And, um, and hearing about other people's success stories. And that really, I think, amps you up and spirals you up. And sure enough, I was spiraled up and I was, um, I was still pretty present, I, I would say, mm-hmm. considering I was like stripping the bed. And um, i looked under a coaster and there was a hundred dollar bill under it from my family that was staying here. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah. I'd say like there, there are a lot of times when that happens sort of back to back when I'm celebrating other people's success and fun and awesome times. Um, and then sort of immediately after something great and abundant happens for me or, you know, within a couple days. And, um, I generally don't, it, it's a habit now. I think I've been doing it long enough. I just am like, yes, that's great. Like, and I just started a restaurant job where I'm serving and other servers talk about how much money they're making. And I, I think I've said this on the other interviews before where I just, am like, oh my gosh, yes, you made that much money. That's great. And they have all their other stories. But to me, I'm just like, yes, this is great. Everybody, all of this money just flowing in for us. And I, if anything, the immediate, um, gratification, you know, like instant gratification that I get from that is, um, just that sense of ease and happiness. And to me, that's abundant. That's amazing. I love it. And it, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I was like, is that an interview or was that a call that she said about, um, it might've been a call. It might have, yeah. So, I'm, but I'm glad you said it because I think it's super important, right? That there's so many lessons in that. Number one, you can always own your own story. It doesn't matter if somebody's like, "Oh, I made this much money," or and what their story is about it. You get to you get to be like, 
oh, that's a lot of money. I'm going to celebrate that. And part of the way that you own your own story is to celebrate, Mm -hmm. right? Like not convince them, not talk to them about why they shouldn't stay. But like if somebody's like, I made this much money, you're like, yay, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's great. And I I can tell for some people it's it's not off-putting, but it's out of their comfort zone for sure when I'm like... (laughs) celebrating that they made $40. <laughs> um, they're, it's not what they're used to, but um, they'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I want to, let's talk about, um, you mentioned this and I love that you did. Mm-hmm. So it's very common. Well, so you have gone through periods of depression in your life. It's a thing. It's a, it's, I don't want to say part of you, but it's just been part of your experience up until this point, right? Yeah. Um, and may continue to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is the thing that you were sharing with me about, you know, when you got into the law of attraction and you, what you thought in the beginning? Um, part of why I got into the LOA was um, that I felt it would help me be happy all the time, that I wouldn't be depressed anymore. Um, that I, I would just, you know, what do you got? You and Jenny say sunshine and rainbows or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorns and rainbows all the time. And that's what I wanted. And at the time, like getting into it, that's what I felt I wanted and needed and that it would heal me or of depression or I don't know, whatever stories I had, but, um, and, and I've talked a lot, I think, in these interviews about feeling your feelings and growing through them. And mm-hmm. I think I got to a point recently where I needed to kind of get to a certain depth of the feeling and then shut it down and get distracted. Because um, I think it started, there was just a period where it was there was tricky things happening and mm-hmm. I I just got overwhelmed and I allowed myself to feel and then it, it got to a scary point and um and I brought it to a call. I wasn't gonna bring it up on that um enchanted circle call, but I thought it just happened and I brought it up and um I knew you were gonna tell me to not like you were like, I'm gonna give you permission to not go as deep as you have been going because clearly it's not like a safe space all the time for you. So um that was um, good to hear because then since that call, I have had some sad moments where I do get, I let myself cry and feel it out, but then I, I stop it before, like I can feel myself getting sort of flipping that switch into the depressed spiral as opposed mm-hmm. to feeling the feelings. Ooh. Um, well you can, can you pinpoint or can you describe, how do you know what the difference is? When, um, I got, I, I'm pretty good at just like turning off any stories that I might pop up while I'm crying mm-hmm. and sad. Um, but when it gets to a point where the stories are just coming and I can't seem to stop them, mm-hmm. that's when I tell myself, okay, it's time to like get up and make a cup of tea or like get, just do something different. Even just moving to a new room will help most of the time. Um, um, it's usually like stories that are n- not even old stories, just like surprise. This is not a story I don't want, or this is a story I really don't want. Um, <laughs> like the, the those stories that come out of nowhere that are totally not what, like where my head is or where my life is. Those are the times that I'm like, okay, this is not like, this is the time to stop. And this is the time to move on. Mm, I love that. Cause what you're saying is that, and I think this is true. Like I, 
I think that, um, you know, going to depressed place Mm -hmm. is, um, it's not that it complete and it may completely go away, right? Mm -hmm. At some point, like we can always hold open that that's possible story, um, is that it goes away. And yet we can also learn and understand how to navigate it in the, in the most LOA possible, which is to feel it as much as is possible. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that you have learned for yourself because this is huge self-awareness, mm-hmm. what it feels like when I need to shut it down. Yeah. And I also love that you've, and I don't know if this was a skill you came with before, or if this is part of the feeling process. Like I love that you were like, I could just move rooms and that stops it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or make a cup of tea or just because it's not like you're like going out and trying to be happy again. Right. Yeah. It's just sort of giving myself a new activity. Yeah. Um, just shifting focus. Yeah. Even if, like even getting, getting up and getting a different blanket to come back to the couch and keep crying. It's like even that shift, usually by the time I get back, it's like, okay, no, I'm ready to like turn on Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> and little things like that usually um, trigger me out sometimes. Um, or it's just, um, one, I think one time I was crying to my boyfriend and he was sort of at, you know, his other people's way of coping through these things is sort of asking you to get deeper. (laughs) And I was like, I knew I was to the point where I needed to stop and move on. And I just was like, Nope, I got it. I'm done moving on. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) And, um, it surprised him, but he was fine. (laughs) Yeah. So. And what is that permission to, I mean, so in the beginning you had to learn it was okay to feel and cry. Mm-hmm. And now we moved on to permission to stop when that doesn't feel okay anymore. Like how is that next level of permission to stop feeling open up space and, and shifts in your world? I think it's the self-awareness and the trust in that self-awareness. Um, like I, I'm, aware enough of myself to be able to, to know when to stop mm-hmm. and to trust that I've felt it enough and I can move on. Um, I've thought back to a couple of those things and I'm like, do I still need to cry about that? Like I'm in a good spot right now. Do I need to just like trigger it and cry? And I've been like, no, it's, I'm good. That's fine. It's moved on and we're good. Um, so I, I think that's part of the process. I think I needed to go through all of those other times of being sad and going to the depth of it and feeling it out, um, to be able to know now what it is like, um, Mm -hmm. where I'm at in different parts. Like if I'm in a good spot and I get really, really sad, I usually can feel through the depth of it. But if it's, if I'm already in, in like a neutral position to Mm -hmm. go deeper than that is, can be when I need to stop myself, um, before it gets any worse. Yeah. I love that. Both because I, I agree. Like we can feel the depths of sadness when we're in that happier place, which seems a little counterintuitive, I think, but we have that space to go down. And I love that you've said, Mm -hmm. like when I'm in neutral, I don't have the space to fill the well. Right. That's exactly it. Yeah. I'm already like halfway down in it. I can't, there's not much like you hit rock bottom at one point and that's when I'm like, okay, time to get back up to neutral and go do something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love this. And I want to highlight this because we are talking about this point. Like when you get into that space or that dark well or whatever, mm-hmm. it's always 
okay to call somebody. It's always good to have somebody to call, to talk about it, to make sure that you're safe. And we talked about that on the call as well, right? Mm -hmm. Did you know what you needed to do? Could you take care of that? Yeah. Yeah. And luckily this, this has happened before in, um, one of my housemates is my cousin. She grew up with me and she knows our family has a history of it. So she, she knew how to deal with it. Like from when my mom was dealing with it and, um, and from the last time I, it happened, she was in the house too. So it was great. I, she came down, she knew, she was like, you seemed off and you haven't been out of your room in two hours. So I'm just going to come in here. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Always okay to ask for help. Right. And, um, how does it, um, what space is sort of that opened up, like letting go of that? I have to be happy all the time. Oh my God. So much space. It also just, it's like a relief. You don't have to constantly be thinking about like granted, yes, you do have that sort of beginning phase when you're changing your your story for better stories. There's more like think active thinking, mm-hmm. but once that process is done, it's really just very easy and effortless. Or um, that's not the right word. Easy and like peaceful. There's just like a sense of release and relief around not having to. I don't know. <laughs> the phrase I have is barfing out rainbows and sunshine. <laughs> that's not like, but you know, there are some LOA practices where that's what, what they do and, and that's sort of what they want you to do. So yeah, I'm happy that we don't do that and (laughs) much easier, much better and much more effective. Yes. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. And who cannot love that term barfing out rainbow sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, and everybody's got different practice and it works for most, like what works for you is fine. But I know some people that do that and I know it doesn't work for them and I, it makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to also like talk a little bit about this. I don't know what the question is, but even when you move through the depths, I think maybe you would say you move through faster, yeah. like you're still creating this life. I think there's this LOA myth that if I'm not happy all the time, I can't create that life. And I want you to dispel that myth a little bit from personal experience? Well, um, it's like things are still happening for me. Like even when I was in those really like scary places, there was stuff in the works that I think my old LOA practice would have started saying, oh, you're sad now. You're not going to get any of that now. It's going to fall through. And who knows, maybe it would have that's all hypothetical. doesn't matter. But what happened, what ended up happening was it's all still happening and it's all moving forward even faster than it was before. And that's, and maybe it's not faster. I, I, I know you and Ginny talk sometimes about time and perception of time, mm-hmm. but I think when, when things are moving well and easily for me, time is shorter. Like yes. Things manifest faster or they feel faster. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And what I heard you say was like on the tail end, like even though like all those things were still in the works when you didn't feel, when you weren't barfing rainbows and sunshine, right. my favorite term for the day, uh-huh. <laughs> when you weren't doing that, it's like they were still there. It doesn't mean they stopped. And as soon as you 
got through and you acted in, and I want to say this, like it's a very loving thing to come and ask the question and be okay. A, asking the question and admitting that you weren't fully okay. And how do I move through this? And, and then when I said, give yourself permission to not go that far, like honoring that, right? Like that's all self-care and self-love. And I just want to highlight that, that that's also why it moves faster because those are acts of self-care and self-love, like forcing yourself to somehow be in the darkest place ever, like because you, you because you like you got to feel or whatever, yeah. isn't going to lead to that faster. So that's also part of it is that you honored yourself in the whole process. And that's yeah. why it is faster as well. Um, number one, because what you've put in motion doesn't stop when we feel sad for a moment. And a moment can be a moment, an hour, a day, or a week, mm-hmm. right? It, that stuff doesn't stop because of that. But also that when you get through it, it feels like it's moving super fast. And it probably did come faster because you didn't resist anything. Yeah. And um, sort of the picture that comes to mind is is like clearing a blank slate in your body and like opening up space, allowing that sort of the barfing things coming up again, (laughs) (laughs) opening up space, like crying, getting it out, sort of, I don't know, just getting rid of it. And not that you have to get rid of the, the feelings, but you know, allow it, releasing them out there. And I think that opens up space and, and allows so much more to, come so much faster for you. And I, I really think it, it is happening for me much faster. Yeah. I would, I would agree. Like, I don't think that's a misperception. I think that's the truth. Like I see all of these things lining up even faster and, um, going from one amazing thing to another, whereas maybe it was like amazing and a little bit of period and then amazing. Now it feels like it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Yes. That's, that's really, yeah, that's a better, more accurate term is that there's always this theme of awesomeness, even if I'm sad or having, or having a cranky day or something, it's always still awesome. Yeah. I love that. So what are you most excited about recording this on January 2nd, 2019? What are you most excited about for 2019? Um, the, I think um, I'm setting the intention that there's going to be more ease and abundance in my life. And those are kind of vague things, but um, I, I think that, that, yeah, I think it allows space for whatever mm-hmm. is easy, whatever is um, abundant. Um, and I think I have a lot of cool things coming to me in 2019. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited for that theme of awesomeness all year long, you know, to like color everything I'm doing for the whole year. Yes. Okay. Theme of awesomeness, ease and abundance. Mm -hmm. What would you have set prior to this year and having done the last nine months of work that you've done, what would you have, what would maybe your new year's intention or goal or resolution, what would that have looked like? You mean like, a, um, before doing any work with you, like what yeah, would I have? Before the um, enchanted circle, like what would you have? I would have said, um, being a show back to back to back. Actually, I think that was my goal last year and I have been in a show back to back. Yay. I'm re- and I'm ready for a break. <laughs> <laughs> You want the ease now with the abundance, right? Right, Exactly. 
And I think that's why I want these ease and abundance because I think that opens it up for time for breaks and time for vacations, but also getting like artistically fulfilled, creatively expressing myself still. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so in the past, did you feel like you had to set that specific, like, I want back-to-back shows, I want this, I want that, versus now it feels like you can leave it open. You're like, ease and abundance is going to be amazing. Yeah. And I did have um, an like a goal popped into my head of playing a specific role, but mm-hmm. I, it's, I'm just going to let it go because it doesn't feel like it feels too controlling the how or maybe too specific is more what comes to mind. Like I want to keep it open and something really cool is coming and um, is going to happen for me. Um, yeah. Awesome. I love it. So we, we talked a little bit, so this will be, um, when everybody hears this, this will sort of be the, this will be like chapter one of this growth journey or season one Mm -hmm. of this growth journey. And so what do you think is, why does it, and we talked about how we both feel like this is sort of the wrap up of this phase and then we're going into a new phase. So you talk a little bit about that and sort of what has phase one been and what do you think phase two, how is that going to open up differently? Uh, Phase one, I think has been um, learning myself and learning the learning to trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think both kind of went hand in hand along the way. And now that I trust the process sort of implicitly and know myself so much better than I did the year before, I I know things are just going to move so much faster and so much more um, easily. Um, and I'm really excited to see how it goes because I, I did get the, I got to do the workshop finally. For yes. The, yes. And that, that was something that was so fun and I can't wait to do the next one in a couple of weeks. Um, yes. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Have we, I feel like we haven't even talked about the workshop. We have not. I don't Not think. in this. No, not right. No. Not no. Yeah. Did we, I don't know if we talked about it in last interview or if that was prior to you doing the workshop. It was prior to. Yeah. So what is the biggest thing or aha or awesomeness that came out of the workshop for you? I feel it's opened up a lot of space in that the trusting comes into it too, in that you're really trusting script. You, It, oh, it just feels like I need to be doing more all day, but <laughs> like with Manifest 10K, a lot of the, the assignments were things you would do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And some of the post- workshop assignments are, are a little bit like that, but not quite as hands-on. Um, it feels more like, like Manifest 10K felt more like you were holding our hand, kind of walking mm-hmm. us through every little step, which was so helpful and so great. And now it's more like, I don't know, it just feels like you're handing us, this is your future self and it's going to work. Bye. <laughs> 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 but obviously you don't say goodbye. You, we keep, we keep on for the, we keep on keeping on. So, right. um, I think it's, but I, and those sad moments happened pretty quickly after the workshop. And, um, I could tell myself that it, I, it needed to happen. It was like opened up space and whatever, but I, it doesn't matter. It's, it was what it was. Um, and I feel good about it. And, you know, you mentioned something about like celebrities and, and stars, they come out every now and then saying like, this is me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I have depression sometimes. And 
I think honestly, like two days ago, Drew Barrymore posted like a one picture and then another picture. One picture was her hair and makeup. Next was like, she's like two hours later, I had a breakdown and it was her crying. And that was really cool to see, like remind myself that, you know, even, and um, in her post, she talked about how she has so much to be grateful for and how easy and wonderful her life is, but that there are moments that just get you down. And that was cool to see. But um, I think the workshop opened up. It was like, it was so fun to see the future self that I'm becoming Mm -hmm. and um, to believe that there's such, so many great things um, in store for me. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super awesome. And I think, I think that's why this feels maybe like the end of phase one is like, Mm -hmm. now we are moving into your future self and we're going to start exploring her, which you're right, is a little bit less handheld and it's a little bit more, okay, we're looking at this person and, and how do you become more than, right? It's not, I don't tell you go do these things. I tell you come up with these things on your own, like use them off of your future self. Mm -hmm. Um, which is sort of the transition, which is, which is cool. And you're right. Is like, it, it's, and, and the goal is really to teach you all how to do that, how to see it, how to see all those steps for yourself, mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's been so much growth already that um, it happened really quickly uh, since I was so sad for that. I don't know, whatever it was for like a week or so. And since I've gotten out of it, things have just booked along so fast <laughs> and so great that I, I even to you yesterday, I was like, um, what do I do when I don't have any days off? <laughs> so yeah. it's great. And it's all worked out. And I even manifested a day off today. So awesome. I know we should probably end with that story because I think it's such a reflection of the trust that you've come to have of how you've learned to let go. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, share that story as we kind of wrap up today. So I knew going into my, so with the new restaurant, the scheduling system is off. It was just like a manager sent us a PDF of what it is. So, um, doesn't matter. I forgot that this interview was happening today until like yesterday going into my shift. So I went to the bathroom to like hide being on my phone (laughs) and um, was like, oh, I'll just go in and see if I can reschedule it like I did last time. But this was last night. So it was within probably 24 hours. And I'm sure the system is set up that you can't change it within 24 hours. But um, yeah, so I looked um, on the app and it, there was no way to, there was no like reschedule button like it was last time. So I just was like, oh, well, it'll work out. That's fine. And I closed my app and I went back out and worked my shift. And then I was inspired later because I heard the manager say she's looking to cut servers for the next morning. Um, And I said, well, I'm happy to volunteer as one of the first people you cut. And, um, and she, she seemed, honestly, she seemed like she didn't want to cut me. So I was like, all right, well, it'll work out. And, <laughs> um, and then I just kept working. And then later at like, right before I was leaving, I was, had my jacket on her assistant ran up to me and was like, Oh, by the way, Mimi wants to cut you in the morning. Is that okay? Or is it, are you okay with being cut? And I was like, yes, what? <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Obviously it was like, I would love, I would love to keep working here. I love working here, but yes, this is perfect. (laughs) Um, So that was, 
so great. And then my morning opened up and I thought this call was at 10. So I had an extra hour in the morning. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you got to be on the Enchanted Circle call and you got to be here and you like, oh, so fun. Because I think there's something like it would have been fun if you found that hundred dollars on mm. your own. Yeah. But it had to be even more fun in the midst of everybody being like, I mean, like my total's over 10, my total's over 40, my total's over this. And you're like, and I just, I've literally found a hundred dollars. Like on this call, it's right here. Yeah. 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 Uh, I love it. And I think it just speaks to how you've learned to just like, okay, it's going to work out. And you Mm -hmm. trust that and you just move through your life. And that's one of the biggest LOA lessons that people could learn. Like, no, I don't have to like, oh no, I don't have to freak out that the app isn't working and I can't reschedule. And right. I, I don't have to, I don't have to bug the manager. Like, Emma, are you going to cut me tomorrow? Are you going to do this? Are you gonna, right. Which right. is like not good for either of you. No. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even like there, there's just so many things that have been happening that I just, just roll off my back because, um, it just, it all works out. And I think I used to kind of manhandle that phrase. Like it works out for me, everything works out. Um, but now it just is. And I don't really know when that shift happened. I mean, I think it happened the workshop that yeah. was just like, I can tap into that person that all these things have worked out for. So it's going to work out for me now. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, even there's lots of like little things that are popping into my head that I, I was like, that didn't go perfectly that I was like, Oh, it's fine. And then something else worked out even better. So yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I could say, it, I'm sure it probably did come from the workshop cause you're right. And I know we had some discussions about, you know, this, it, it worked out from this point. We know it worked out from, for her, for you. We know it leads here. It's, we can do that. And it's just, it's so cool to see, right? Like I love, I want you to say like, it, it'll work out. Tell, like share what that means. Cause I totally get it. When you mm-hmm. say I used to manhandle that phrase. <laughs> that's, I just feel like that's a really accurate way of like, yes. I think there are a lot of like LOA phrases and doodities that you could do that you manhandle a little bit. Right? And this was like, if some hiccup happened, I, I don't know. Gosh, I just would aggressively say, no, it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And would just like continue thinking it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And like have that kind of as a mantra almost running through my head. And I think there's a time and a place for something like that, but I was doing it all the time and it was not cute. I mean, it just was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like every little thing I was like, Oh, it's going to work out. It's fine. But I think I started to look for ways that it worked out as opposed to um, working defense defensively. Uh-huh. I was, you know, working offensively, like finding ways that things have worked out for me as opposed to when something doesn't ha- work out perfectly, I would immediately start saying, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Or maybe it's off- opposite. I'm working defensively versus offensively. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think now it's offense, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, before anything happens, I already have. Yeah. You already know, right? Yeah. I already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. So any advice, anything that you want to say to somebody who's listening and resonating with your story, Mm -hmm. um, maybe has experienced depression Mm -hmm. or is, you know, manhandling all their LOA things. (laughs) 
Um, no, just keep on keeping on. And I, I think the biggest phrase that helped me was to just keep living your life. I mean, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have to be, uh, there are some, especially in manifest 10 K, there are some assignments where yes, you, you are like pulling out your list and writing things down sometimes. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, I, I feel I just, it's a tool I have in my back pocket all the time. And I just mm-hmm. continue living my life just knowing that it's all going to work out. And um, so I guess the best advice I would say is just keep on keeping on and it's all going to be fine. Yay. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vicki, for um, sharing your very deep personal story with everybody. I know that that is really going to create a lot of relief and release of resistance for a lot of people. So thank you so much for being here and being awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so excited to watch your year of awesomeness unfold and I'm grateful to get to be a part of it and celebrate with you. Yeah, me too. You're yeah. awesome. I'm calling Yay. it Yay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yay. Yes. <laughs> Abundance and ease in a year of awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Vicki. Thank you all for listening and make sure to tune into our next interview series as well as the next time and hear how Vicki's journey has progressed and everything has worked out awesome. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn how to identify your current money story, go to identifyyourmoneystory.com. 